Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you to day two of our look through the first part of Matthew chapter 7. We began looking yesterday at what Jesus had to teach us about judgment and what he had to teach us about living the kind of life that he's made for us to live. We live in a world that's confused about what judgment is and what it's not. We are all limited human beings who have a hard time judging even our own motives, let alone those of others, which is exactly why we need this expertise of Jesus. In these verses from Matthew's gospel, Jesus is teaching us three things about what it means to be non-judgmental. Let me share what they are and then read these verses one more time. He's teaching us, number one, don't say one thing and do another. Don't be a hypocrite. He's teaching us, number two, judge yourself rightly and be willing to make changes. Show that you have integrity. And he's teaching us, number three, give to others the same kind of understanding, grace, and forgiveness that God's given you. Be sure that you show mercy. Verses three to five, listen to what Jesus taught about this. Here's the picture he gave us. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly enough to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Hypocrisy, integrity, mercy. These are the words we're going to focus on together the rest of this week. And Jesus here uses a simple picture of wood planks and sawdust specks in the eye to cut through all of our confusion. Hypocrisy, he says, is focusing on the speck in somebody else's eye while ignoring the two-by-four plank in your own eye. Integrity is removing the board from your own eye. And mercy is removing the speck from the other person's eye. When I think of judgment, I think of the story of Jesus and the woman caught in adultery. This woman who was dragged to see Jesus by a pack of hypocrites who pointed their fingers at her obvious sin, but refused to look at their own obvious sins. And Jesus stood in front of this crowd, and he challenged them to have the integrity to look for the sin in their own lives. If any of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her, John 8, 7. Instead of throwing a stone, they all left, beginning with the oldest. Once everyone was gone, Jesus expressed redeeming mercy. He said, neither do I condemn you, but now go and sin no more. Leave your life of sin. When we think about hypocrisy, Jesus said, don't be a hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye. When you think about hypocrisy, hypocrisy is really an easy target for humor. We remember stories like the one about the woman in the airport who sat down to wait for a plane with a good book in hand and a bag of chocolate chip cookies she'd bought at the airport store. She hardly noticed when a man sat down two seats away from her and began to read his newspaper. But seeing the bag of cookies on the seat between them, she opened it up, she took a cookie. In the next moment, she couldn't help but notice the man because he reached his hand into the bag and he helped himself to a cookie. She didn't want to create a scene, so the woman didn't say anything. The next few minutes, she would eat a cookie and then he'd eat a cookie. Her indignation increased with each cookie that he took. When only one cookie was left in the bag, he actually reached in, he took it, he broke it in two, and he smiled as he gave her half. Of all the nerves, she thinks. It's amazing how people act. Just then, the announcement came. Her flight was boarding. The man got up. He headed toward the plane, and the woman grabbed her satchel. She opened the bag to put her book away, and she saw in the bag her bag of chocolate chip cookies tucked in the way in the bottom of her satchel. It's easy to laugh at stuff like that. In fact, sometimes it's good to laugh at our hypocrisy. It's an admission of just how ridiculous it can be. In fact, when Jesus talked about hypocrisy, he actually did so with a touch of humor, which we may not recognize because we're not familiar with the humor by exaggeration of Jesus' day. 
These words about planks and sawdust, plank in the eye, they would have prompted a smile from those who first heard them. How can you say to your brother, first take the speck out of your own eye, when all the time the plank's in your own eye? You hypocrite. That would have made people laugh in that day. It was a form of humor. Hypocrisy is looking at the speck in another person's eye and ignoring the board that's in your own eye. And Jesus talked a lot about hypocrisy. In another conversation, he said, you are hypocrites. You wash the outside of your cups, but inside they're full of things that you got by cheating others, by pleasing only yourselves. Matthew 23, 25, he said this. No humor in that one. Just a clear to the heart challenge. Hypocrites are more concerned about appearances, washing the outside of the cup, than the reality of what's on the inside. So they love to put requirements on others that they're not willing to live up to themselves. Now, we easily think of hypocrisy as being something like holding an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting in a bar or a Weight Watchers meeting in an ice cream shop. But Jesus expands this definition. Hypocrisy is pointing out the wrong in someone else's life and being unwilling to consider or admit it in my own life. Hypocrisy is saying to our kids, do as I say, not as I do. Now, you might know that this word hypocrisy is derived from the Greek word for actors on the stage who spoke from behind masks that they held in front of their faces. So hypocritos, that word hypocrisy, is about the mask. It's all about hiding behind a mask. Now, why do you hide behind a mask? Oftentimes, because you think people will be more impressed with the mask than they are with you. Otherwise, why not let them just see you? And most likely because you're doing something behind that mask that you don't want other people to see. Truth is, it's easy, it's less threatening to wear masks. And so we find ourselves doing it too often. Here's the question. Do you want to be known for the mask or for the real you? Do you want to take a road that leads to people having to think well of you but not really know you, only know the mask? This path of being trapped in a life of pretending to be what you're not? That road leads to a place where you hear someone say they love you and a voice inside of you says, you say you love me, but if you knew the truth about me, you wouldn't say that. It's a wearying road to travel. Each night your head hits the pillow exhausted from pretending to be something you're not. And you can take that road or you can live a different life. You can take a road that leads to a freedom of a life without secrets, a life where you know that people respect and love you for who you are, not who you're pretending to be. So how do you do what Jesus said here? How do you reject hypocrisy? The only way to put into practice these words of Jesus is one day at a time, one relationship at a time, one conversation at a time. So instead of judging people in your mind, you choose to love them with your words and actions. Don't just pretend that you love others. Really love them, Paul wrote in Romans 12, 9. It's easy to pretend. In fact, I'm shocked at how often I pretend to listen to the people that I love the most. My mind wanders off to something that that just seems so important. I don't hear what's being said. So they see this glassy-eyed stare that I have, and they say, did you hear what I was saying? And that is the moment of truth. Do I continue to pretend, or am I going to come clean? And I got to admit, far too often I've said, sure, I heard you. And then I try to put together the pieces of the conversation in my mind so I can act like I've been listening all along. Why don't I just stop pretending? It would be so much more refreshing and real to say, I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Can you please say that again? What you have to say is important to me. Jesus once said to some people who were good at pretending, don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired. We looked at that earlier in the Sermon on the Mount. Their life was all about show. 
and not about substance. The truth is, people can often feel trapped in hypocrisy. Your life becomes like one of those shows that plays on Broadway year after year, and you wake up every morning and the curtain goes up for another day, another show. You know you're pretending, but you just don't know how to play it any other way. This week, this day, you can start to change that. This is one show that does not have to go on and on and on. You can close it down. You have the freedom to say, it was all for show and that's gonna change. Where do you find this freedom? It's found in asking yourself, who are you living to impress? God declared to Samuel in 1 Samuel 16, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You're not masking anything to God. He knows everything. You live to impress people and you're gonna end up focusing on the outward appearance because that's what impresses people. Let's be honest. You'll spend your life painting a better mask. But if you live to impress God, it will immediately be apparent that because he sees right through the mask, there's no need in making a mask. God is not impressed with our pretending. There's tremendous freedom to be found in living your life for the sake of the one from whom you can't hide, for the sake of the one in whom you're most deeply loved, the one through whom you can live a life of significance, the one with whom you're going to spend eternity. Let's talk to him together right now. Our Father, we don't want to pretend. We really want to live the life of freedom, the freedom of grace, the freedom of being able to say, this is who I am. These are the problems that I'm facing. I'm not perfect. I am a sinner. I struggle to live a life of faith. Lord, instead of living a life of pretending, help me to live the life of freedom, the life of faith, the life of trusting. Teach me how, Jesus. I pray this in your name. Amen. Tomorrow, we're going to look together at the power of integrity. (laughs) 